This is Homebuyer Talk Radio with your host, Mark Evinger. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Homebuyer Talk Radio, show that connects homebuyers, home sellers, and homeowners to some of the best small businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to get some professional tips and insight on remodeling your kitchen. And we're going to talk about keeping rats out of your home and why you should take action immediately if you suspect that they're in your walls or in your attic spaces. Um, they are pretty nasty little creatures. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into this because I, I learned <laughs> so much over the last couple of days. So anyway, uh, in studio with us today is uh, Tone from Tone Homes. Um, he's an expert in all things with with respect to the home, but also in kitchen remodeling. Tone, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Mark. Good to have you here. Also in studio with us today is Sherry Hill, an expert at home pest control and the owner of Bugemeister and Annie Oakley Pest Control. Now, so Bugemeister's here in San Antonio. It's actually in New Braunfels. New Braunfels. Yes. And Annie Oakley Pest Control is in, in Gonzales. Gonzales. Yes. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks Excited for having us. Here. A quick reminder for our listeners, you can catch video and podcast versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at homebuyertalkradio.com. Also on our website is a list of recurring guests on the show. So if you miss their contact information during the show, just go over to homebuyertalkradio.com and you can look them up there. Now, this show reaches thousands of people in the greater San Antonio area on radio and thousands more on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram where you'll find short video clips of the show. So be sure you're following us on social media. You can get to all of our social media real easy by going to homebuyertalkradio.com and clicking on those fancy little icons. All right, first up on the show, Tone, we're going to talk about kitchen remodeling. Um, so for me, as a layperson, when it comes to this type of stuff, I'm intimidated by a project of this size. My number one question is, do I have to move out of my house? Yeah. I do. No. I mean, that's the number one question. <laughs> that's the number one question, but no. Um, we specialize in occupied residential homes. There we go. So more than 90% of our projects um, are projects that are executed while the people are actually living in the house. So we focus on dust reduction and things to keep the customer able to just live in their home while the projects are going on. Often in kitchen remodeling, we're doing one right now where we've torn out every wall in the house, every floor in the house, all the drywalls out um, in the kitchen, living, dining, all the common areas are torn out. The bedrooms right now are left alone and we're doing all the rest of the work, but we have a piece of plywood with a sink in it um, as a temporary kitchen for the customers to be able to maneuver daily. And uh, it's been really um where are Easy. they staying though? Are they staying, staying in, the in their bedroom? Oh, no. In their master bedroom? That's the room we haven't we haven't touched the master bedroom yet. So they got the master bedroom and the bathroom still there uh, in you know normal form. So they walk in, they just walk through a big you know war zone, and then they get into their to their bedroom and where they sleep you, there. Where'd you put the sink? We put the sink back. So we pulled the, it had granite. It was actually a pretty nice kitchen that we're tearing out. Okay. Uh, we took out granite. We took out all the cabinets, all the countertops, everything in the kitchen, and then we came back and we built a little two by four stand for a piece of plywood. Put a sink. In the, it's got a fully functioning sink. The stove is a roll-in stove, so they got a fully functioning stove. Obviously, the refrigerator just has to be plugged in. It's got a functioning fridge. If you've got those three things, you have what we call a kitchen cooking triangle. you got a refrigerator, yep. a stove, and a sink. And when we're doing kitchen design, that's also one of the more important things to consider. So they have that, that cooking triangle there, and they're able to you know live there while we're doing the work. So what's the biggest concern that you get from folks that are doing a remodel? Uh, maybe a, a complaint. Cost. Okay, so cost, yeah. Of course, That's always the number one to... thing that they want to know. Um, unfortunately, people don't really, they, they everybody wants a, a lower price, but nobody wants a lower quality. Right. 
But with respect to the actual project that's being that's going ongoing and they're living there, what's the biggest inconvenience factor that people are having to deal with? Is it? I mean, and how long are you there? You know, know everything's individual. But I mean, we tend to be there longer than most of our competitors. Okay. Um, because of the exchange for for money versus quality or value versus quality, customers that are looking for toned homes to do their work are often looking for a better finished quality. So, for instance, if you're doing new construction homes, you can go in there. You can uh, do when we just talk about the drywall piece. Let's say the drywall piece on the walls and stuff. You're doing a new construction home. You can do all the drywall in one day for the whole house, four thousand square feet, and then you come back the next day and you do all the taping. And then you come back the next day and you do all the texturing. And then you come back the next day and you do all the painting. So the drywall crew moved to the next house. The, the, every crew moves. They do their one day there, they went to the next house. One day to the next house. Well, most of the time when you texture, that texture is not perfect. you got to come back. You should really re-sand it in some areas, fill it up a little bit in some other areas, do some detail cleanup in some other areas. But in new construction, that doesn't happen. They just put down the first layer, put down the second layer, put down the third layer, put down the fourth layer. And you don't find the imperfections in the drywall until you've moved in. Oh. You know, because it's not a big thing. You got this big old house being built, you're not really paying attention to it. That's totally different in remodeling. Okay. So in remodeling, Mark, the people are living there. They are hyper looking at the product. Yes. You know what I mean? So they want to, uh, we, I'm going to say we, because all homeowners want this. We all want a lower price, right? And then when they do, when, we, when the texture guy comes in and shoots the texture, because he wants to just get it done real quick because we didn't pay him much, and we say, well, it's not full here. Could you add a little bit more? Okay. So then he does that. Oh, wait, you know what? I didn't notice this till the next day, but there's oh, another no. piece here. So now that cost that he tried to give you a deal on, now he's losing money. Yeah. So he doesn't show up on day four. Oh, no. You know what I mean? And those are the, those are the, those are the things you want to be aware of. You really do, in all remodeling projects, whether you use toned homes or not, you're going to get exactly what you pay for in some respect. Right. Same thing with pest control, same with everything, with everything, right? As long as they're not taking you, right? I mean, yeah. it, it, overcharging for unnecessary reasons. And that's, and that's important. Um, that's, a, that's a really important thing to bring up. I mean, you have to be logical as a homeowner. You have to really think things through. And here's one thing to think about. One, you get what you pay for. We all know that adage. It's not for nothing. I mean, all these sayings have been around for 100 years because they're true, right? <laughs> At the same time, you don't know who to trust in the remodeling space. Sure. So what you should, but, but you have to also remember that if I've been in business for 25 years and I've got an A plus rating with the better business bureau and I've got an Angie's list, super service award history year after year. And I've been a home advisor badge of excellence winner. And I've been recognized by house.com. I really can't overcharge cause I'd ruin all that reputation. I have to be reasonable for what I'm offering. Sure. Right. And that's really kind of an assumption that as a homeowner, you have to understand, you have to, that's where the reviews come in. It's not going to be your experience. Reviews are other people's experience. So your house could be, t- somebody could have a perfectly easy kitchen remodel and go on and rave and rant about the job and how great the people are. And your house could be the worst nightmare job in history, right? And you won't, you won't know that until you do the job. What you want to have is a company that you can count on through the nightmare. Sure. That you can get through the worst job in history with and at the other end come out come out well, and, standing and people with a reputation to lose that's where it comes that's from that's more to risk that's right so that's actually a little of assurance for as a homeowner that we're going to get a, a full job done sure yeah Exactly. That's, that's the nightmare, right? Is you get halfway done and the, the contractor disappears on you, and you're like, "Well, what happened?" And and it's one of the reasons could very well be because 
well, there was too many changes or too many repeat stuff, and the contractor just ran out of money. He said, there's no money in this for me. I need to leave. The number one reason for any small business to go out of business is underpricing. You know, so yeah. so if you price too low, your business is going to go down, right? Very risky. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's the same with everything. So if your remodeling guy is, is giving you a price, if you get three estimates or five estimates or ten estimates, and you go with the lowest estimate, you better hope that everything goes perfect. Yeah. If it doesn't go perfect, then you're going to be facing a situation that they that logically the business owner may walk away. And we talked about it on a different show about how really there's. The, the imperfection of the, that thinking of yeah. I'm going to get three estimates is really not what yeah, you do. It doesn't in make you safe. It doesn't make you safe. Which I think is very, very interesting. Yeah. All right. So when it, when it comes to um, the process, right? So somebody reaches out to you, hey, I want to get my kitchen remodeled. What are some of the entry-level steps that, that are happening to get, kick this process We off? have a general three-step kind of really quick what to expect on, a, on an estimate with us, and it's called Discuss, Design, and Decide. Right. We'll come in, we'll discuss all the possibilities available in the modern world about kitchen remodeling. Right. We'll design it, design your kitchen based on what your needs are and what we can gather will be the best situation for you. And then from there, all the client has to do, and we handle everything pretty much on a home. Uh, there's certain things that we, if we don't bring value, we don't buy. Meaning that if I can't get you a deal on a refrigerator, I don't include your refrigerator in my budget. Gotcha. Right. Um, but most everything else we do include. So we try to make the process as easy for the homeowner as possible. So we'll design it based on what they need. And then all after that, all they should have to do is decide what color do I want? Um, what, you know, what size do I want of tile, let's say. So it's, it's discuss, design, and, and then decide. Yeah, so the, the, on the design part, you'd brought up a point before about um, tile and how there, there was something about the bullnose tile yeah. and, and having the – what was most interesting about that discussion was the angle at which you're looking at your tile, the color can change. So explain that a little bit. Yeah. So uh, colors in general, um, what you pick in a showroom, you move that thing from the showroom to your kitchen, and they could be night and day. As, granted, we've had in the past when I was younger and didn't know any better – you know, I didn't know how to pre or how to prep people for granite selections, but you select granite in a granite yard in the Texas sunlight. You know, and then you come and bring that granite and you lay it now. Now it's standing straight up and it's got the sun shining directly on it. That gives it the most exposure of all the colors that you can possibly have. And it actually, when that happens, you're seeing every individual color. So you're seeing every little bit of black, every little bit of brown, the little magentas, the little garnets that are in naturally in granite and so on. When you lay that thing flat and you bring it inside a home in, nat- in, in indoor lighting, you have a different color granite. And guess what? Once it's cut and it's laid down, that's it. That's it. So what I tell people when they're selecting colors is get in the ballpark and be happy with what you get. Okay. If you want to be realistic about it, and I am very realistic and very straightforward with people, pick something that you like and then know that it's going to change when you put the light on when you turn the light off. It's going to look different when you turn the light in the living room on by itself than when you have all the kitchen lights on and the living room light on. If you have pendant lights shining down on it, that's going to be a different color than if you don't. If you turn your pendant lights off and you just have your ceiling lights on. So, you know, if you're, if you're that much of a stickler, and we do have clients that have been they want to know exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. It's going to take you more time to find your product, 
to test your product, meaning we're going to get a piece of that granite. Hopefully, they'll let us cut a little piece and bring it to your house and put it in the light. But maybe the lights aren't even in yet. Right. So then how do you select the granite? Now, you have to then understand that your buyer personality, the way that you want things, is going to require patience. And we try to we try to um, uncover that during our process so that we know how to help you through the process. You know, um, I don't I don't think there's anything are any customers difficult, but every individual person has a personality. So if we can if they're honest and they're themselves, um, we try to do a good job of identifying their the customer profile, how they how they're going to act during the job so that we can help them get to the end of the job. And we do that. So um, we do try to do what we call personality um, uh, catering profiling. Yeah, we do personality profiling, and we do, but we try Take to cater this personality to personality color test. And I want to see what kind of person I'm dealing with. Does you have something like that? Because I could use that. Yeah, I I, so there's one uh, Jacob Adamo. Uh, he he actually passed away, but he did a really good one, and that's actually one I like to use. So you can get an idea of of the colored personality kind of a thing. It does help. So uh, before we switch gears, just real quick, give me like your top three, maybe uh, real quick mistakes that people are making when they. Uh, like go into this uh, kitchen remodel. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the again, counting on three bids as being the answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking advice uh, from people who aren't experts, uh, or picking the wrong experts. Those are the three biggest things because it's all preparation. Preparation is the is the key to success. I mean, we we know that across the board in every in every genre of life, it's the same in a kitchen remodel, right? Yeah. So you got to pick the right. The you have to get the right advice to get to the right to the right decision making point. Great. All right, Tony, if folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Call me, 210-781-2581. That's my cell phone. You can call me or text me, 210-781-2581, or contact me at tonedhomes.com. Our website's www.tonedhomes.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and every other place. I know. Thanks, Tony. I appreciate that. And thanks for filling in on short notice, too. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Next up on the show is Sherry Hill, an expert at home pest control and the owner of Bugemeister Pest Control and Annie Oakley Pest Control. Sherry, welcome to the show. Thank you. All right, so uh, how long have you been doing pest control? I myself have been doing it 28 years, I believe. So a little it's bit. Been, yeah, a little quite bit. a while. Walk, mm. Walked into an office to answer a, a secretary ad, and it was a pest control company. And uh, you either love it or you hate it. So, so you love it. I love it. Why mm-hmm. do you love it? It is interesting. It's intriguing. You're in a different place, different scenario. Uh, it's almost uh, investigative work. Okay. Um, it is? Yes, it is. I, that actually kind of surprised mm-hmm. me. It is. Some of this stuff. And that's where we start. We don't walk in with what we call a BNG, this handheld sprayer. We walk in, ask what the problems are. We want to see the evidence, see the environment, talk to the customer, what are their needs, and we, then we go from there. Awesome. So, the, I mean, there's definitely a customer service aspect to what you're doing because investigative totally. work. Yeah, I mean, and and our our main goal is to to actually calm their fears, and that's usually what the calls are, are originate from is fear. I would think that people could have some PTSD after dealing with rats in their home, especially if it's rats, of any scorpions, kind of... bees, bed bugs. Bed bugs is, is really yeah. Uh, oh, bed bugs. Oh, yeah. Bed bugs has really become. Uh, just a, a general pest control for us. Yeah. Wow. Is there a so, lot of that here in San Antonio that you're seeing? Oh, yeah. Or at least yes, in our area? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Crazy. So what are your most common calls that you're getting? Probably the large roaches. We call American roaches. Um, the ones 
people call water bugs, uh, typically from the outside, mulch, trees. Uh, they fly. <laughs> they come in, scare the homeowners to pieces. Uh, that that's the number one call. Uh, probably in our rural area, run Gonzales area, Nixon Smiley, that area, uh, Spring Branch on the Nebraska side, Spring Branch, uh, Canyon Lake, uh, scorpions. So where are the scorpions appearing most commonly in the house? They, they come through the thresholds, uh, and you'll see them floor level usually. Okay. Sometimes uh, they'll actually crawl up the sides, start dropping through the light fixtures, through the attic. Whoa! That kind of thing. Uh, oh, that's on the bed, cool. And that's when they fall on the bed. You get the, the um, yeah, bad night uh, scorpion in the bed call. Um, and centipedes are uh, in the Spring Branch Canyon Lake area have been uh, uh, high, high call volume. Is there a time of year when you're going to see more of the scorpion activity? The time of year you see most of the insects, spring, summer. Okay. Yeah. Why the is heat, that? The heat. Mm-hmm. So they're coming uh, to get out of the heat? Well, they're more prevalent. When, when it's cold, they're what you, you call cold-blooded. Uh, you know, they're, they're almost immobile. Okay. Uh, you could say they hibernate in, in a sense. Uh, so they're very slow moving. You don't see much. Uh, you know, the smaller roaches, as we call German roaches, a lot of people have encountered inside kitchens, uh, cabinets, that kind of thing. The little bitty guys breed very quickly. Uh, you'll see those year round. They're brought in from the, they don't come from the outside. They're brought in with something. So what do scorpions eat? Just, they're the top of their food chain, just about Really? Insect, so other yeah. insects and stuff mm-hmm. like that, yes, too? Yes, yes. So a case could be made that maybe scorpions are good to have, except for they sting you. Exactly. <laughs> well, right? That's that's the downside, yeah. Growing up in Wisconsin, we didn't have any scorpions. And I came to Texas, and uh, everybody went to church on a Sunday, and I put my shoe on and got stung by a scorpion. Yeah. I thought I was going to die because we didn't ever ha- No, I thought I was going to die because the only thing I'd ever seen is on TV, scorpions kill you, and they're big, like the like Clash of the Titans <laughs> oh, scorpion. Okay. So I thought that the scorpion was going to kill me. So I left a note in case I died for my family. <laughs> I wrote a note, and then I went and laid down and put ice on my foot, but I figured if I died, at least they could find a note and know that a scorpion killed me. It was about that big. It was about an inch and a half big. Everybody lied. They died laughing at me when they came back. They- you know, we're kind of psychic when the calls come in. And uh, people are freaking about seeing a spider. We know they came from up north. And, you know, <laughs> Texas is, you know, you're going to have totally. your insects. But, oh, my gosh, those people from up north, you know, it's cold. Like our, you know, our winters. And they don't see as many spiders. It's rare that they see as, well, not at, at the intensity that we have, you know, the insects. No, we, have we had daddy long legs. We had no black widows, no brown recluses. We had black widows up in uh, Northern California. Black widows was the thing. So you had to be careful, like in the garage, if you're reaching for stuff, you got to be careful what you're reaching for. All right, so let's get to to rats. So um, how big are we talking about? So roof rats, what we're talking about uh, primarily. So what? How big are we talking? Roof rats will get about a foot, foot and a half in length from tail to head. Okay. Um, And uh, they're they're more of a slender type of. Rodent, uh, known for their height, that's what they call roof rats, uh, nest high. Um, they'll jump from trees. They can also scale the side of a house. Um, and then you also have your, your Norway rat. We don't see a lot of. They burrow on the ground. They're more nesters. <laughs> they're, they're real plump. Um, yeah, and they're about the same size, but they're, you know, if you see a rat and, you know, he looks like he's, you Which know, ones have the on real the long tails? That's Which ones have the real long, long tails? Roof, roof rats. rats. Roof rats. So what, what are roof rats? They're coming in. Why are they coming in the house? 
just like all the other insects, uh, looking for uh, food, water, harborage. And what do they eat? <laughs> just everything. about everything. <laughs> uh, they, their uh, teeth grow a nominal amount per year, so okay. they have to chew. So number one, and, you know, we have bad guys like Tone over here that don't seal well around these, you know, areas they're remodeling. You know, they, they can squeeze in. A uh, roof rat can squeeze down about the size of a quarter. They have a collapsible rib cage. So as they come in, uh, they're looking for nesting materials to make a nest, uh, you know, any kind of food product. Um, they will also, it's probably pretty graphic. You get one rat on a trap, another will come and feed on it when they hear oh, yeah. squealing. Yeah. 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 So when it's just squealing. about. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm not a bad guy. That's my competitors. But go ahead. Yeah. So, but so <laughs> that's she's a making point. a good point. What do you actually? Uh, so you have to make sure everything's sealed up. Sealing the home envelope is a huge part of home remodeling. That is, um, you know, something that a lot of people don't think about. So your roof being sealed, um, you're supposed to maintain your roof every four or five years. Get somebody to go up on the roof uh, and seal all the penetrations on it, and um, and just give it a little bit of fortification. Same thing with your windows. So when your window starts leaking water within the wall, then the rats are going to know that there's a little bit of water in there, and they're going to dig through to find that. Squirrels make holes in things because they know. I don't know. How far can they smell water from? I'm not sure the length of it, but when you're getting to moisture in the walls, I that's when you get more into the termites, mm-hmm. uh, carpenter ants, people mm-hmm. call wood ants. Well, we get uh, on the AC side, mm-hmm. we get a lot of um, rats that go and eat the insulation on the air conditioning systems, the black insulation. I'm sure you've seen it a million times. Well, that, yeah, they're chewing. They have to chew. So it's not the water because that insulation's wet. Well, yeah, they they will. They are attracted to, especially like your uh, your ACs with the drip pans you know, in the attic, mm-hmm. you know, water source. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times that's, that's – rats have to drink. They need the water source. Uh, mice do not. They – most of their moisture out of their food source. Okay. But rats, yeah, they will be attracted to moisture. So they? if somebody's got a, uh, like a rat problem, right, I mean, the signs are going to be kind of obvious, right? You're going to see signs of chewing. You're going to see mm-hmm. a rat droppings. You're probably going to see some rats. You're going to hear them in the walls or in the attic spaces. When you guys get the call out, how are you actually going to start removing them or eliminating, or what is it that you do? Investigate. Right. Where are they coming in? Where are they nesting? Where are their trails? You know, we catch more not so much on bait, but as they're they're very um, you know habitual, they take the same route. So you want to set that trap, and, and basically number one on our list is a snap trap, old fashioned snap they trap. They work well. What do you uh, put on it? You can use. It depends on what they're feeding on. Usually, what cheese? I look. Well, you know, what what did they Peanut get butter. into? You know, yeah. Peanut butter is is our standard. Really, um, yeah. it's Regular easy. Regular peanut butter, like Jif, yeah. or what? It smells very fragrant. Um, it's easy to place on there. You don't have to put a lot on. It's easy to carry uh, in our a bait long bags. Last a while. Do you feel obligated to use organic peanut butter, or does it matter? Those little guys do not care. <laughs> they don't care, right? Yeah. They're, they're junk it's their last meal. Remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good point. Yeah. All right, so uh, so rat traps work really well. What else? Uh, well, traps, they have sticky boards, people call them, glue oh, boards, we yuck. call them. Uh, I don't care for them. Um, we're working with a, a very green environment now. Um, I, uh, I judge a lot of things on... Uh, my home or how I feel. Have you ever heard a mouse get on a glue board and start that's, crying? That's not, no, that's oh, a good. So they sad, cry. Oh. For how long? 
forever till they die. Till they die. Till somebody mm-hmm. comes and eat. Till their buddies well, come and eat them. How long would that take? It can take a matter of hours. It can take twenty four hours. It just depends. Oh wow! You know where they are. So, and uh, and some will even chew chew themselves so they can get off of it. Oh. Um, but you know, to me, it, it's it's just very inhumane. Right. Um, so snap traps. You know, it's quick. It's clean. I know a lot of people on your show are worried about, um, you know, animals and, and, you know, are a little more tender to, to how we treat them. Sure. But they have all the universe out there. But when they start coming in the home, that's when we, we have to go to these measures. We've got to so, defend our home. Mm-hmm. It's a life or death deal. I mean, they carry a lot of disease. They do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about, so uh, you'd mentioned like uh, how you can identify that you're seeing them, right? And uh, urine smell. Right, is yeah. definitely part of that. And so what's the deal there? Urine, uh, they mark uh, and they urinate all over everything. Uh, urine, you can, you know, and after a while you've done this, you know different smells of different, you know, between rats oh. to American roaches to German roaches. You can sense it, smell it. Uh, your senses are a lot of your, your skills. Um, but mm. uh, the fecal matter, uh, the feces, of all sorts, especially the rodent droppings, uh, they they are really the bad guys. Really, um, in uh, just first like smell, disease. What, what are we right? Talking? They they um, th- that's where you can encounter a lot of diseases. Is, is especially getting them stirred up and oh, releasing yeah. the dust particles. Mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah. So you guys probably have to wear a respirator yes. type stuff yes. and all of that. At we, least a filter mask, if not. We were trained filter. about something called histoplasmosis. Is that something that you're Heard familiar that. with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the hantavirus, uh, you know, the the big uh, disease uh, is, I know everybody's heard of the uh, bubonic plague back in the Middle Ages. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was from rodents. That was right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do we have to look forward to now if we were to get those? Uh, what diseases are they giving out these days, the rats? Well, just about, I mean, same the things? same. Mm-hmm. Same stuff? Yeah. Uh, there's, you know, affects your respiratory from, you know, your kidneys to, you know, uh, flu-like symptoms, um, death, you know. Yep. So. All right, uh, Sherry, if people want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Uh, well, we have the New Brussels location. Uh, we have a website, bugamaister.net. Our phone number is 830-625-0461. And then in Gonzales, if you're <laughs> that far out in the country, uh, it's uh, 830-672-1870, and that's annieoakleypest.com. Awesome. So two different places. All right. Awesome. Well, that was a full show. Lots of information. I appreciate I appreciate you guys coming in and talking with us about Thank it. Thank you. And uh, just a quick reminder, folks out there, you can catch podcasts and video versions of the show anytime by going to homebuyertalkradio.com. And uh, make sure you're following our social media. That's going to be it for us. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks, Mark. Thanks.